And here we are, Mr. McKeever himself. How you doing, my friend? Look at your fucking handsome beard as well. Ah, stop yeah, it, stop it. I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm not too bad at all, my man. So, first and foremost, the hands. Again, boxing porn. I love to see. I see you in the pads here in the bag, man. I love it. <laughs> Talk me through your solo drills when it comes to training. Are you one who's got a set routine? Is it a flow? How do you like to train on your own? Um, so, I'm very, I'm very footwork-based. Um, everything... I'm, I'm a big believer in footwork is the key to all striking, um, especially boxing. Like, not enough people... Like I've trained fighters and stuff and not enough people understand basic footwork as condescending as that might sound literally mm. like, you know, when you're just a first time beginner, you have your hands up, you step forward, step back, step left, step right. It's where it takes steps of both feet. Exactly. <laughs> but not enough people understand how to punch with their feet. Um, so literally before every session, I tell it to my clients, like I whip out a ladder and I do it myself. I go forward, stepping on my jab, stepping on my cross, stepping on my jab, stepping on my cross, stepping backwards, same thing, making sure hands are in correct position, all that stuff. And I'm detailed with it myself as well. I do something that I like to call uh, photo shoot drilling. So if you, throw, if you throw a shot, you pause and you hold that position mm. as if someone's going to take a photo of you and you want it to be as perfect as possible. You want to be flexing the correct muscles. You want to have your hand in the correct position, foot in the right way, hit turned over just at just the right amount, shoulder covering the chin, all that stuff. And then you step into the next shot or you retract. So if I'm throwing a jab, for example, I'd throw out a jab and I'd hold it there and make sure I'm looking down the barrel of my arm. Shoulder is, is covering my chin, hand turned all the way over, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I like to, like to drill. There's no real method to it. I just kind of, whatever I feel like doing that day, I've got set drills and stuff. But those are my sort of principles, footwork and photo shoot drilling. No, I like that a lot. Because again, when it comes to... Especially a lot of people, especially the beginner side of things, again, the power, the swing, and the weight distribution, because the whole thing I like to do with my pads as well. Boxing coach does this quite a lot. The holder jab stiffened out and like push back mm. against it. So, again, make sure your weight's in the right place. That if you know you overextend or you miss, or even if you just hold it, your weight's in the right place loaded for the next shot. It's a really interesting way of doing that. Mm. Regards mm. to ladder drills, is it the same patterns? Is it just sort of, I don't know, is it, is it reps? It's, is it freestyles? Is it trying to just be fluid what would you like to do with those sort of ladder drills uh i mean there's there's, there's basic ones um again just stepping forward on the, on the jab cross make sure you're you're stepping into the next ladder and then the right foot i like the ladder because it's it's kind of like a grid mm. so you make sure your right foot for example if you're orthodox you step forward on your jab you want to make sure that your right foot doesn't step too far forward leaving your stance too narrow and you don't want to make sure it doesn't step enough to where your stance is too wide so I like the ladder because it's like you step into the next box and then the right foot is just behind on the box behind. So it's kind of like a reference. So there's that drill, there's, there's basic drills, but then you've got more advanced drills where you've got hip bumps and those kind of things. But it's all just kind of patterns, footwork patterns, really. That's the huge thing in MMA as well is the footwork is most of your, most of your wrestling defense. People don't appreciate that. They think your sprawls, everything else, again, that's already wrestling. Staying, off, mm. staying away from that sort of staying out of range is anti-wrestling, is defensive wrestling. It's always interesting there. And this is something I wanted to get into now is your sort of style in MMA with your hands and being able to apply that in this sort of sport. Because again, it's traditional boxing versus MMA boxing is very different as you'll be able to appreciate. Yes. How do you integrate that in your rounds as such? Because again, when it comes to grappling, you can get mm -hmm. some happiest checkmate, whereas striking is quite hard to get that happy medium in training. How do you find that? How do I find... What's I don't know, being able, to, being able to apply your striking and training efficiently mm -hmm. in the same way if you were to grapple, you can get your submissions, you get a tap, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Like we got it. Whereas in striking, you can't quite do that the same kind of, I don't know, certainty. Um, it's just about being intelligent with it. Obviously, if, I, if I'm sparring someone and I just bowl over them, 
and I'm just coming, coming forward and just trying to throw, throw heavy shots. I'm asking to get taken down. Mm. I mean, especially if I'm fighting a grappler. It's, it's, it's just called being intelligent. Like if I'm fighting a striker, again, I'm not just going to bowl forward because I might get caught with something. I might get clipped. Um, it's just, I'm, do you know what? I'm a big, uh, big fan of um, city kickboxing and their whole philosophy. And it's something I've done to my game a lot lately. It's just adding fakes. Uh, the more you add fakes, the more you use footwork, the less you actually have to strike. And the more you're actually getting back. If I'm constantly throwing punches, I'm not really giving myself time to make reads. Mm. I'm not really giving myself time to see what's going on in front of me because I'm too busy trying to throw shots. And that's actually giving my opponent more time to make reads. Whereas if I'm more patient with it and I'm using my footwork and I'm adding fakes in, it gives me time to be patient, analyze what's in front of me and use my striking. And again, what, goes, what, what, um, what you were saying is maintain the range. So I'm in a position to defend takedowns if I need to. Mm. So it's just a range thing, really. Oh, definitely. Going back with the footwork. It gets really interesting the way you're sort of describing that because the nature of when it comes to people who are very boxing orientated, it's the same kind of techniques, the same kind of movement patterns, but drilled within an inch of its life to make sure it's so airtight versus it's a bit more jiu-jitsu, a bit more widespread, a lot more variety opposed to less is more, but drilled in the whole Bruce Lee thing, you know, it goes 10,000 kicks. Mm. Mm. It's interesting mm. how you can apply that and still keep that kind of, I don't know, are you, do you want to doubling down on the same things you always do, the same jab crosses? Is it more... I don't know, general patterns as such when it comes to your actual sparring then? Are you more, I don't know, go for the opponents and more your game plan? How do you like to have these rounds? Uh, it's just, I just kind of flow really. Um, mm. There's certain rounds where I might be thinking about a certain thing. Um, so for example, there might be a round where I'm just focusing on just my straight shots, sticking behind the parry, sticking behind the jab, sticking behind my cross and sticking behind just footwork without getting too reckless, just staying nice and long on a person. But then most, for the most part, I'm just flowing. Um, again, just, just, taking it literally as it comes in front of me. Um, I'm just very, very repetitive on footwork and defense, especially lately. Um, just sharpened up my whole game a lot better. Oh, 100%. In regards to the footwork in itself, obviously, the ladder drills, in regards of like partner work and things like that, mm-hmm. are you on for unorthodox sort of switching stance, sort of TG Dillashaw kind of thing? Is it more just inch, inches in, inches out sort of thing? Would you like to prefer with this sort of thing? Uh, I'm a big fan of switching stances, but... I used to be so reckless with it, man. I just used to switch stance for the hell of it. <laughs> like, my, my style used to be, yeah, not, not even showing off. I just, like, it, my, my style was just so uncontrolled. Like, if, if you do go on my Instagram, you look back, like, two, three years ago, my style was, was all over the place. <laughs> but I thought I was good. <laughs> um, and I was literally, as I said, switching stances for the hell of it. But now it's just more, more measured. Um, so I've got more of a simplistic striking game now. But there's elements of creativity. So I, I love hitting angles. I'm a big, big fan of hitting angles. And I like switching stances. I do like switching stances, but it's, it's a case-by-case scenario. Sometimes you can switch stances going forward, sometimes going backwards. Sometimes you can do it during defense to give you more space. The way you, des- the way you describe that is really nice. And something that's so underappreciated there is the difference of what you said, what you used to do versus what you do now. Mm-hmm. So you said you used to, it was reckless, it was wild. Whereas now it's controlled and creative. Very different things, even though it sounds very yeah. similar. Because you've got the fundamentals, you've got the weight distribution right, you know your range and what the consequences are. You then make your decisions has more context opposed to just moving around for the sake of moving around. And a lot of people don't see the difference in that. But again, it's very... You know, once you learn your range, which is still ongoing mm. battling for me, for me but just, yeah. <laughs> and defense and the rest of it, and understanding MMA differences. Because again, if you're just, like I said, bowling forward, you get the counters, you get the takedowns and everything else, it's a pain in the ass. And I like to call it controlled chaos. So okay. it's, it, can still, it can still be, yeah, yeah, exactly. It can still be chaotic, 
like to the naked eye, but it's, it's controlled. Um, so if that is your style, I would say to me, if, if your style is going aggressive and being unorthodox, that's absolutely fine, but control it. Still have the fundamentals down. You, like, you need the fundamentals down before you start expressing onto those more adventurous techniques and footwork patterns sort of. This is a prime example. Take the jab. Take throwing it from the hip instead of from the shoulder. And yeah. just sort of throwing out. It looks very sort of sporadic. It's very sort of like a flailing of arm movement. Whereas if you know your range, you know when you're in and out, so you're sort of fainting it and throwing it out, you know if you've got reference point. Whereas if you don't know your range, you're sort of just flying your arms around. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no context. It's very... Maybe call an ambulance, make sure they're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not too many shots. CT is kicking in. But we're getting oh, there. Now, <laughs> regards of your coaching approach because again you're used to your standard of how you would deliver to a certain degree whereas beginners mm. who have got I don't know, haven't built the coordination haven't built the drills in versus you know making their improvements mm. one is the patience and two is a standard how do you build people up and also i don't know but where do, where do you start as such is more where i'm getting at with this always start with footwork footwork and balance i don't if i for example if i take someone on and they're a day one beginner or they're a pro with 10 fights i don't care we're starting from the ground up. We start with the footwork. We start with balance. Because as I said, I've seen so many fighters. Um, I start working with them and I say, how long have you been working? They, how long have you been training? They say X amount of years or whatever. And they still don't know how to bring their feet with their hands. Mm. And it's like, okay, you can, you can stand still and throw pretty combinations. And maybe you might, li listen, there's um, a quote I heard recently. Uh, it's actually from my MMA coach, Tommy. He said that you're, sometimes you're, ability exceed no sometimes your knowledge exceeds your ability and i believe that's mm. the case of me just because just because i've got good um good philosophies and a good mindset for fighting doesn't necessarily mean i'm the best fighter in the world no <laughs> like i i, I spar and sometimes i get chewed up well, it's knowledge and application. again there's so many layers uh, to yeah. again it's the, the difference because here is a very horrible truth bomb for a lot of people ready for this go on training longer <laughs> doesn't make you better than someone yeah absolutely yeah, better, yeah, absolutely. better than someone it hurts absolutely it hurts i'm yeah. trying for five years yeah. i'm trying for three he's beating the shit out of me yeah i'm not better he's yeah. beating me did it work say it again say, say it again one more time for the people in the back are you ready for this <laughs> just because you've been training longer doesn't make you better it's not just showing up is enough you've got to be better you've got to listen mm -hmm. you ask questions you've got to do this shit and again this is yeah. tough build spoil and what you said there as well is regards of their starting point basics mm. first because ultimately if you're not doing it right it doesn't matter how long you've been doing or whatever you've been doing it wrong for longer it's worse yeah and and the thing is it's not like people don't know how to do it Ed, like fighters that have been training 10 years they know how to do all this stuff it's mm. just almost a sense of i want to say arrogance that you feel like you're better than this stuff and you don't need it anymore you don't need to drill the basics like motherfucker you do mm. <laughs> you need to drill the basics so yeah as, as i said like if i've got if i've got a day one beginner first things first is footwork and maintaining balance while you've got footwork. And then quite often the first session, I don't move past the one-two. Sometimes not even past the jab. Because there's so many layers to a jab. There's so much to a jab. It's not just extending your arm and turning your knuckles over. It's not just that. It's foot mm -hmm. placement. It's how you're going to get to the It's how you're going to set up the jab. It's how you're going to make the jab land. It's what you're going to do before the jab. What you're going to do after the jab. Where are your hands going to be? How are you going to shoot the jab? Are you going to shoot it? How are you going to shoot it low? Are you going to shoot it to the chest? You're going to shoot it to the arm. Not enough people punch the arm. That's one thing I like to do as well. Shoulders, but it's yeah. just, that, that, yeah, there's so many different layers to these strikes. It's not just literally extending your arm, turn it over. Okay, now you know how to throw a jab. Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. I love this conversation. Right? <laughs> this is sort of the point though. You take like Jai Herbert versus like the um, MVPs. Mm. So you see people who do all the flashy things and see the final 
the nuances of that. Whereas you see someone like Jai Herbertson with crisp boxing and MMA, mm, the application mm. in and out. And again, the sort of you watch prime example for this is Jai Herbert versus Jack Grant Cage. I'm not sure if you saw it a little while ago. This was Jai's title shot before he went to the UFC. I think no, he went to King. I Cobra. did anyway, see that fight. It's a bad fight because the thing, the thing is, I love Jack <laughs> Grant, but like Jack Grant's got a very big, loud, flamboyant style, whereas Jai is very neat and compact and very. Mm. very strong and you can see how it works super technical point. this is the point like when you're under that pressure and you're you know full well if someone's backing you in a corner you're not going to start spinning you're going to keep your hands nice and tight you're going to throw at your jabs you're going to come off center line yeah and that's the point why would you do something you do when push comes to shove not all the time why would you not just do that you know inch by inch blows my mind blows my mind but each each their own obviously like sometimes you can throw those it's high risk high reward isn't it mm. like you throw a fucking spinning elbow you can knock someone out like Yuri Prashka did. Yeah. Like you, you can, you can land this stuff. Like one of my favorite spinning elbows is um, Gaston Balanios. I don't know if you've seen it. He slipped off a jab, landed a spinning elbow. I think, I about that. I think it's quite bad. But oh, yeah, well, it's one. high risk, high reward. If you, if you then miss that shot, for example, look at a uh, Dong Yong Kim against Tyron Woodley fight. He threw a spinning elbow, got caught with an overhand right, knocked out. Like, the <laughs> one as well, spinning back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legendary, Iconic. Legendary. <laughs> Undefeated, undisputed. Oh, the kid. Uh, it's high risk, high reward. Like it, it's it's not to say like a basic style is better than a flamboyant style. Every style is different. It's just obviously you have to be in control of your style. No matter what your style, have control of the chaos. Like no, un- have understanding of basic footwork, basic fundamentals before you can then do it. Because you get I get so many people, not even just like coming in like for one to one coaching, but like coming into the gym, and they're like, oh, uh, I will. They've never trained before, and they're like. Oh, I want to. I want to go to the UFC, man. I want to. I want to train. I want to. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, okay, show up. You see them on their first day, and they're just fucking spinning around like Yaya. Have you ever lost gloves on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into this, but like, so, so much with this. There's a whole Pablo Picasso thing. I've learned the rules as a beginner, so you can break them as an artist. And this is half mm. the point we're talking about there. And we talk about again the flashy things in a hierarchy thing. And this gets a bit long-winded, but. More so, if you take the Raymond Daniels spinning 720, I don't know, yeah. knockout, that's viral. You, all the clicks of the profile, huge. In the yeah. jab cross knockouts, you see him far and few between. There's so many of them, really gives a shit. And that's yeah. all from that side of thing. But it's more a very, very, very frustrating rule of thumb, which is you can make a mistake in one situation, do the same thing again, it's not a mistake. That's mm. one of the fighting things I hate so much that that would have been the right decision at a different point. That's even more annoying. But we, we, we get somewhere else. It just becomes a whole, I don't know. We had, I had this conversation with my friends at the weekend. This is kind of off topic, but similar to any of the casual thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're sort of one for one. Give me a sentence. What is the casual going to Google for the first um, MMA session? <laughs> one example was how many backgrounds should I do before I can fight? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> How many backgrounds should it's I just, do? It's, I... it's just like what do you expect beginners to sort of? Oh, do yeah, the, come along? The, I mean, the first one that pops in is the one I get the most. It's even people ask it in person. It's like, "How long should I train before I can fight?" It's like it's different, man. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, so like, fun. I, I can put you in there after two months if you like, after training once a week for two months. But you're gonna get your ass kicked. So like, what are you doing? You're gonna get hurt. Just show up. Like, and the other one is like, how, how long should I train before I can get my black belt? You let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, 
<laughs> you, you let me know how it goes, buddy. Get, get old fucking juicy collies and you fucking enjoy the process. That's what we've got to tell uh, each other, I think. i got nice intact ears. I'm good. Yours are all right, to be fair. You're neat and tidy. Yeah. Mine are like, you know, a bit worse for wear, but we're doing bits. We're getting there. Yeah. You've probably got better guard fence than I do, but it's not a conversation. Let's, I, get, I, 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 let's not get I personal. Let's not, <laughs> let's not hurt any feelings just yet. We'll get there. <laughs> but this is sort of the point, and this is where it's... People look at the finish line. But mm. it's not really the point. And it's not about the whole journey, the whole cliches. We're not Mr. Me argue. We're not going to wax on, wax off anytime soon. But it's more like the way I describe this to someone is horrible. If you're sparring with people and you're getting mangled, you're just getting not even hurt, but just dominated. It's like, do you want your friends and family to see that? Would you want to sell yeah, tickets yeah. for people to see that? It's like, yeah, that's, that's hell. <laughs> nah. That's <laughs> nah, I don't want this to see that. I don't want that from my Instagram. Nah, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> But oh, we get that we're moving anyway. When it comes to your side of thing with tr- your own training versus coaching, do you have a clean split with that? Is it sort of ad hoc? How do you like to manage that kind of balance? Yeah, we have, I've, I've got like a calendar set on my phone. So we have set days that we train at a gym and then I've got other sessions that I do elsewhere. So it's literally just, I've locked them in on my calendar every week. And I just kind of, that way I know what I'm doing for the weekend. And that's when I fit my clients around that. So... <laughs> It's all very regimented, so to speak. Well, this is a huge thing with being, again, the term busy, I feel, is thrown around too often. If you're scheduled and mm. you're organized, you're not busy. You're organized. Mm. Just, yeah, yeah. Monday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you got shit to do. Do it. <laughs> this is kind of it. And when it comes to the programming wise, obviously, when it comes to keep fit PTs, Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. keep it PTs it's very much <laughs> like you know we've got to edit that out it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, they're very program oriented you know X amount of weight for RPEs and calories and the rest of it yeah. but regards of skill work PTs again this is how I'm going to try and categorize them differently it's very mm-hmm. I don't want to say ambiguous but again it depends on the session how do you manage yours do you very program heavy are you more case by case in the day how would you like to do yours just case by case um, so obviously every single person is different when people come to me, I'm just like, what are the main things you want to work on? Um, and then obviously we work around that. Obviously I get, for very, 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 very first time I get, I work with someone, I get them shadow boxing and I get them shadow boxing at the beginning of every session anyway. So that way I can see what needs doing, what needs help. Maybe if we've been working a lot on um, jabs and range control, am I seeing that at this, at their shadow boxing at the start of the session? If the answer is yes, cool. Maybe we can move past, not necessarily move past it, but add on to that work on some other stuff and then revisit. Um, Yes, it's, it's literally just case by case. I mean, I like to throw in some fancy stuff every now and again because I'm I'm quite a creative person. Yeah, right, dazzle. <laughs> yeah absolutely. You got to sprinkle it on him. Like, there's this one guy I um, I coach. I, I won't say his name, <laughs> but you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he hates drilling, hates drilling, um, and all he wants to do is creative shit. That's so I've thing, got him, right. yeah, yeah. So I've kind of got him on like a um. I want to say I treat him like a dog. But like, <laughs> well. I, I, yeah, yeah. Frame, frame a few treats. So I basically just say to him, right, we do one session, pure basics. The next session, we can do it more creative. So that's kind of how I work it with him. That, that's why I'm like, right, you give me 100% of the basic drill, drilling, drilling, hand positioning, footwork, head movement, these kind of things, like staying nice and long, fakes, all this, all this good stuff. Next session, we're still working with that stuff, but then I'm just giving him more creative combinations. So it's literally just a case-by-case scenario. Like some people, it's just a case of getting them to use their hips more. So you have to really drill, 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 getting the hips working. Um, yeah, it's just kind of analysis and then development off of that. 
Mm, obviously managing people as well because again when it comes to these things it's not set in stone of okay everyone has the same routine the same like progress development same you know imbalances now everyone's got their own unique set of and then attributes is the word i'm going to use i think it's quite a nice one yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah, sort of manage them manage their expectations because again not everyone wants to fight not everyone wants to compete and again not everyone is you know <laughs> let's let me bang bro kind of energy and wants to just fight it's trying to get yeah. that happy medium and again, it's, yeah. I don't know, it's an interesting one being able to build those people skills, build that kind of coaching side of things. The reason I sort of build this up is for someone who competes versus someone who trains, it's very different. It's very, very different. Yeah. Again, the standards you set yourself are how you hit the bag versus how a beginner versus a weekend would hit the bag. Worlds mm. But it's being able to let them have their, build Sorry, their own standards. Second. That's fine, mate, no worries. Uh, Good. Yeah. All good. It's just more sort of seeing them build their standards up and again, being able to let them, I don't know, settle because it's, it's a hard one to sort of do. How do you find, I don't know, how do I explain it? Hitting pads and seeing people, I don't know, hitting pads with, with people, but not as crisp technique. Do you, does it rub you the wrong way a little bit? Is it a bit like, okay, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. You're just trying to let them crack on? like. No, not at all. Not at all. Like I've... I'm lucky I've been blessed with very good patience. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is a wonderful answer. That is absolutely spot on. Yeah, so like naturally gets, people progress and learn in different ways. Like some people, you can show them a technique, they get it first time and it's like, wow, this guy's wow, fair. This is making my life very, very easy. So then you can start to have real fun with those people. Other people, it, it's, it takes them longer. Like there's, as I said, there's literally been sessions where I've worked on just a jab for the whole round for the whole session and it's not necessarily getting into different intricacies of the jab it's just literally getting them to jab with correct techniques stepping on the jab very very simple stuff i've literally done a whole session on that before getting them to not control like having a head coming over their feet while they're jabbing oh no <laughs> like trying to recenter the way those kind of things like, naturally inside like after half an hour of watching someone throw a jab and trying to correct it and speak in as many different shakespearean ways as i possibly can like Naturally inside, I'm a bit like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but um, I'm a perfectionist. Um, so I, 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 And it's not necessarily to say that I want to see on your very first session, you find a very, very perfect jab. No, but I want to see improvements. Mm. So if you get 60% of the way to a perfect jab from 0%, even if you get 40%, if that's how long it takes, fine, that's progress. So it's not necessarily to say, like, I want to see very, very perfect technique. If I'm not seeing any progress whatsoever from someone, um, I mean, thankfully, I haven't had that just yet. I mean, I'm always seeing progress in certain areas. Like, you can always find areas to progress on. Mm. So even if, for example, a jab isn't working for them or whatever, okay, maybe they're not a long fighter. Maybe this is very foreign, so we can revisit that. We'll still get them to throw the jab because even, even a jab that's not picture perfect, it can still be effective. Even a slow, morodic jab that just kind of comes out there and there's no, no real pop to it, that can still be effective. It's still a range finder. So there's, there's, there's different ways to work around it. But yeah, no, as I said, Luckily, I've been blessed with very good patience. <laughs> and a lovely segment into the next question regards of like taking the kids' classes and the rest of managing them. Tell me regards of patience, because the nature of what you're saying there is very how it should be. The, the drills upon drills upon drills, reps upon reps upon reps, again, make up a mistake, correcting inch by inch. But kids don't have that patience. They want now, they want sweets. They yeah. Want yeah. Medicine. How do you yeah, get yeah. that level of, I don't know. There are handfuls. They're a handful. They're a, they are a handful. I love the kids though, man. Like literally the, the, the kids kickboxing class, we now do a kids MMA class, but the kids class are literally my favorite, man. I, I, because yes, it takes them longer to get something, 
but when they get it, the look on their face and the, like the fulfillment you get is, is, is next to none. Like it's such a rewarding feeling. Um, and seeing the progression, you might not necessarily see it over, over the case of a few weeks. It might even take like a year, but then literally almost be like an overnight thing. And you'll, you'll be watching them spar. You'll be watching them hit pads and you'll be like, hang on a minute. When did you get this good? <laughs> like, mm. So it's kids, kids, kids. Yeah. They're a handful and you've got to be firm with them. Um, me and the other guy I coach with, Jack uh, Davidson, we kind of play like a good cop, bad cop role. So he's the nice, friendly one. And I'm, I can be that as well, but I'm, I'm the one that's a bit more firm. In the like, hill. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, the, like the kids love me and that. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm an ass, but I can't be. <laughs> so I'm the one that gets them doing squats and burpees if, they, if they're not paying attention. But you need that though. You need that balance. Otherwise, just take the piss. And this is kind of the reality of it yeah. though. Because yeah. it's all just fun. It defeats the point of half of why they're there in the first place. Again, much as the skill set is there, it's mm. building that discipline, building that respect for authority and building the understanding that, okay, mm. if I pay attention and listen, I can get something out of this. And then I can yeah. also have the fun side of it. And again, people don't quite appreciate why this is so important for kids to do this. Because if they don't like the school environment, that's mm. not really the point. The school isn't necessarily the problem there. It's the fact they don't care about the information being taught. They don't have the application mm. to use it. Or they think, you know what, I'm scared. I don't want to you know get in any trouble and then you know, okay i'm learning how to defend myself to an extent obviously not gonna fucking be always crazy day one but you know if that's yeah. <laughs> yeah but at the, at the same at the same time i don't want it to, to sound like i'm just i'm running a fucking dictatorship over here like Never we do it. have fun the sweatshirts <laughs> come out really good quality good pricing yeah. <laughs> but let's not talk yeah, about yeah, that you, get, you, you grab these how do you think these are made that's it no, no. cheers <laughs> not sweat <laughs> no like we have like, at the end of the day yeah yeah, you have to remember as well that they are kids like they need to have fun so we, we we do play a lot of games and stuff and it is like we do keep it very friendly but at the same time there's, there's a line like there's there's a reason why they're here their parents are paying good money they're here to learn so it can't all be games but yeah we we have fun we have fun well this is half the point though is understanding that balance because as much as it is a coaching role yes you are telling them what to do yes it is you know structure you also want to do it like you don't train because you have to you train because you love it like, yeah People don't get an MMA for money. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Just sick people that enjoy getting hit in the head. <laughs> and then something getting choked. But anyway, that's not the conversation. That's the only fans after. Yeah, yeah. It's after nine. After Link in bio. This is it. <laughs> he knows it. Look at Linktree as well. <laughs> I have pro tip. Craig Jones did this. So if you have like a GoFundMe, label it in a Linktree as OnlyFans. Everyone's going to click on it at nosiness. Fun fact. <laughs> That's smart shit. There we are. We IQ. Big brain energy. All right, but I'll let you Absolutely. crack on. A um, couple of things before we go. Uh, last question I always leave people on. The first one is, you're about to compete, you're about to walk out. In walks mm. you. What do you say to yourself so you compete in the best headspace? What do I say to myself? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just self-affirmation, really. So it's just telling myself that I've, like, because I, I, I can get in my own head quite a bit. So it's just telling myself to just, Stay nice and calm, stay composed, stick to, the, stick to the game plan, flow, have fun. Those are the main things is have fun. Have fun, the result will take care of itself. Because like, no one's forcing you to be here. You're here because you want to be here. So have fun, have fun, smile. Like, I, like, I like to smile before. before. Even, even sparring, just smile. Even sometimes during sparring, just smile. Like, just remind yourself yeah. that you're here. Do you know what I mean? No one's paying you to be here. No one's telling you to be here. No one's forcing you. You can go home now if you want. Just smile, have fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, that's, that's a bit of me, that as well. I love that. So it's mm. on. Again, like, that's the point. Like, think about if you've got fight anxiety. Like, do you know what? Worst case scenario, just message the pro and be like, I don't want to fight anymore. It's, 
It's gone. No, no, no. The fight's literally gone. It just doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you didn't want to take the get out of jail free card. Why not? Because you actually want to be yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. scared. Big difference. Mm. Um, second one is post-dub. You get the big fat medal around your neck, plastic trophy, blood, sweat, and mm. tears. You're loving it. Takeaway. Talk to me. What's the damage? Ooh. Now, I always... That's a smile. That's a yeah. smile. Look at that. Love. I'm a man, I'm a man that loves food. <laughs> Donuts. Donuts are my go-to. Krispy so, I'm, I'm not fast, man. Donuts. Even even your Asda's, man. Asda's, the, the chocolate ice glazed donuts, they do them as like £2 for like uh, 12 donuts. I will back the whole tray. I will back the whole tray without no hesitation. That, and then the next day, uh, dip and flip. If anyone doesn't know about dip and flip, burger place, it's banging. Educate it's me. It's basically well. like, oh, bro, it's this big sloppy burger, yeah? They're juicy, proper tasty, and then get served with a side of gravy. And you dip it in the gravy. Oh my God. Change so, your life. So before we move on from this, we need to go in much more detail. So talk to me about your toppings. <laughs> talk to me the bun. Talk to me the details. Again, I'm getting hungry. Get me some oh, ideas. Bro, it's, so there's two patties in there. Mm. There's onions, there's cheese, all that stuff. And then what they do is they put like, um, they put some tender lamb in there, but the lamb is also soaked in gravy. Oh my God. Oh my, that's all I say. It's oh my soft. God. Go on, go and dip and flip. Uh, look, go on Instagram. They post, they post some mad videos, bro. It's just porn. It is just food porn. Wow. Wow. I, I'm quite taken back. Tip of the day. That, Tip that of the day. Is, every day's a school day. Um, and Absolutely. The last, <laughs> day one beginner walks in the gym. They were yeah. full of beans, you know, <laughs> Everlast gloves on, tap up shirt ready for action. What rule of thumb do you give them to get started on the right foot? Um, just, just stay humble. Enjoy the process show up and train like it's it's as simple as that it's there's no secret source to this it's just literally show up train have fun and be ready to learn don't come in here thinking you know more than the person that's 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 teaching the class if that makes sense sometimes i do beginner classes i take part in the beginner classes because it's like there might be something that you might pick up even if it's a minuscule detail so humble yourself and show up perfect Again, it's just being able to be that beginner again and again, understand that you are there for the, for the reason you don't know enough. You're not where you want to be. Albeit fun mm. and the rest of it, you need to, you know, take a step back. And what we said earlier, being, training longer doesn't make you better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sad reality, playing. but <laughs> sorry. Before we let you go, my friends, social media, where people find you, where people get in contact for a month to once. Uh, at McKeever MMA, it's M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R-M-M-A. Very simple. Shoot me a message. Say hello. <laughs> so say, only fans there will soon come um, absolutely so keep an eye on the sponsors so we've got the english hypnotist we've got uh, good performance nutrition so english hypnotist we speak a lot about mindset on the podcast again people can be self-sabotaging they can be self-affirming again there's so many things you can do with this tool of what mindset is and a conversation with richard again it's it's hard to give the value of what it's going to be for that person it's been game-changing for me when i put my money on my mouth as i'm paying for a session for a um for this camp to work with Richard because I believe in his, what he does. Um, good performance nutrition, again, damn good. Performer, professional MMA fighter, very people-orientated person. And again, a person who gives a shit about people. His supplements, again, high quality, high quality, affordable, tastes good, what more do you want? Um, both those, link in the bio, Fisticuffs underscore podcast on social media platforms. And we are stocked up on the Rash Guards, shorts and hybrids. Thank you very much for your time, my friend.